Yo fam, Coach Sam, Strong Gents Coaching, back with another episode for you guys. And on today's episode, we're talking about self-loathing, negative self-talk and how to overcome that, why it's holding you back from living your best life. But before we begin, gents, if you can please leave a five-star review for this podcast. If you haven't already, I would greatly appreciate it. I'm trying to grow this podcast to reach as many men as possible, and I need your help. It takes a tribe, gentlemen, so smash that five-star button wherever you're listening to this episode. And then when you're done listening to this episode, share it with two of your closest friends. All right, so we're going to jump right in, gents. Self-loathing. What is it? Why should we try to avoid it? Self-loathing is basically just the pity party that we play for ourselves in our mind and in our lives that, you know, oh, whoa, me, why is this happening to me? I always get the shit end of the stick. Uh, It's their fault. It's the world's fault. Everybody's against me. You point your finger, you blame everybody else, but you don't point the finger back at you and blame yourself. We avoid personal responsibility. We mope around the world. Uh, We don't see a reason to do anything or get anything done because what's the point? Life sucks already. It's just going to keep sucking. Uh, We experience this a lot. And as a personal trainer with over a decade of experience working with thousands of people, um, I see this in the health and fitness world all the time. You know, like, oh, I'm putting in all this work, but I'm still fat. This is stupid. I feel weak. I didn't accomplish my goals. They probably think I'm ugly. Why are they thinner than me? Uh, my kids are the reason I can't, you know, get my workout in. My hubby's holding me back. You know, my, my wife is holding me back. Whatever the case may be. Um, we always just have this self-loathing, like, ugh, I just have it so bad, and the world is against me, and I can't accomplish anything I want to accomplish because the world is against me. And, fun fact, your boy did his fair share of self-loathing in his early 20s. I was a big self-loather for about uh, two years, and um, it didn't get me anywhere. And the one key thing I want you guys to take away from this podcast, if you, you know, if it's all you take away is that self-loathing, feeling bad for yourself, and constantly thinking that the world and other people owe you something, doesn't get you anywhere, okay? It doesn't help you, and it doesn't help anybody around you. And actually, what self-loathing does, if you continue the process, if you continue the cycle, is it literally pulls you deeper and deeper and deeper into this endless vortex of dark misery. And that's what happens. You get lost in these thoughts. You really, truly start to believe that the world is out to get you, that people are out to get you. And then you stop pursuing greatness and instead you just get stuck in the mud and you are constantly fighting off battles that don't actually exist, whether they're within your own brain or they're within the environment and the people around you. You tend to make up scenarios in your head to justify your position that the world and other people are against you and that, you know, you, your life just sucks because it sucks and it'll never be better. So um, the way around this is to understand that that voice will always be there, right? That negative voice in the back of your head will always be there no matter what. It's part of you. It's part of being human because along with experiencing joy and thinking about joyous things, we are conscious enough to think about things that are bad, destructive, or we are uh, thoughtful enough to think things through and try to make an explanation about why the world is the way it is for us currently in the present moment, right? Like we're like the only animal that can do that, right? We can start to create stories uh, about the world around us and ourselves. And so when we do this, you know, over and over, like I said before, um, it becomes this like vicious cycle. But the way out of this is to challenge those thoughts and those perspectives to try and break that cycle. Now, the way I did it 
And the way I recommend other people to do it is to understand those thoughts don't go away and to view yourself as an elite athlete, right? So what do elite athletes, what quality do they have that separates them from their peers around them, you know, besides the physical talent? Well, it's the ability to block out the noise, right, dog? It's the ability to put blinders on and put in the work and get what needs to be done done no matter what's going on around them. And the metaphor I like to use is if you picture an elite athlete, okay, let's, let's take basketball, for example, because everybody can picture the stadium, the arena. Um, let's picture bas- basketball, and their, uh, their star player on the opposing team is walking out. So, you, so let's say you are the athlete. You just showed up to your rival's stadium, okay? Majority of the crowd is going to be against you. Okay, everybody hates you. And you're walking down the tunnel, right? You hear the music going, you hear the crowd cheering, and all of a sudden you walk out of that tunnel, the bright lights hit you, and all of a sudden you get hit with boos from every angle. They're booing you, they're yelling at you, they're telling you you suck, they're telling you to go home, they're telling you you're trash, they're telling you you're not going to win, you don't deserve this, they're telling you that shot that you made last or missed last week cost you the game, they're telling you that your wife is cheating on you, and they're telling you that your kid's not yours, or <laughs> whatever the case may be, right? And um, but what separates that elite player is he's still going to go out there on the court and perform at his all-time best and try to win the game and win the game. Um, and he did it by blocking out the noise, right? So you have to picture yourself as an elite player, okay? And your brain, your mind is the arena. And there's going to be some cheers, but sometimes there may be louder boos. And you have to block those out, okay? So no matter what the voice is inside of you, telling you if you're bad or or the world is against you you have to challenge that perspective and not take it as truth right away and continue to do the things you know are necessary to achieve your goals so for example in the realm of uh weight loss i'll use because that's my bread and butter i've been doing it for so long for people um you know it's a tricky situation when somebody's extremely overweight and they're trying to lose weight uh, and you have to make drastic changes in your life and these are uncomfortable and sometimes, or most of the time, I should say, a person's biz- biggest obstacle is themselves. And they can't get over, um, they, they, they say they want to change, but they don't want it bad enough to really put in the work, even on the days when they feel like crap and they're not feeling good. So they'll use this self-loathing, like, oh, I'm meant to be fat, the world's against me, I never have any time because people are always stretching me too thin, um, why sh- Why am I doing this, why did this happen to me, you know, I-, I should be looking like this person, I work harder than this person, why don't I look like this person, I'm not going to do this anymore, fuck it, I'm just going to stop everything and stop what I'm doing. Um, and if they could just block out those thoughts and continue to just stay on their diet plan, follow the basics, follow the instructions, do their daily walks, get their three workouts in a week, and uh, and a couple other things that they might have in the program. If they can just stick to that for a long duration of time, three months, six months, nine months, 12 months, 18 months, 36 months, okay, 48 months, if they could stick to that to an extended period of time, even when inside they're yelling at themselves, saying they're unworthy of it, what eventually happens is because they're still putting in the work, they eventually do get the change. And because you start getting the change, it is a justification for the work you're doing. 
And then you start to actually believe that you can become a different person because the results are coming, right? And normally this is about three months for most people, six months for some uh, who, who are doing good work uh, in terms of weight loss, health, and change in their life, right? Uh, could take longer for some, could take shorter for others. But in general, you know, if you stick to the work and block out the noise, you continue to do what needs to be done no matter what that voice inside your head is saying, eventually you're going to start to see results and you're going to be like, wow, you know, I was wrong. Okay, I was wrong about myself. I was wrong about the world. You know, this stuff works. And then you start to have a more positive outlook. So um, self-loathing doesn't help you, doesn't help anybody else. It just pulls you deeper and deeper into the vortex of darkness of misery that you want to avoid, right? And this is something I actually um, read today. And uh, this was, I had posted a video about self-loathing uh, earlier in the day this morning. And it's just a coincidence that I, picked up a book and uh, doing some reading and um, this is this is what I read it's just serendipity I like when these things happen right so I was talking about this earlier then this is in the book now I'm doing the podcast just awesome right so this is a little excerpt you ready here we go three two one there is only this life live it or give it up it does no good to choose to live it reluctantly hedging by whining that it's not sufficient that someone must make it better for you. Many pilgrims feel that they can ex accept their sufferings in this ambiguous, imperfect, mixed bag of life if only some guru can tell them why it should be this way. If there is some reason for their suffering, some explanation for their unhappiness, some purpose to their enduring ups and downs of living, then it's a deal. Otherwise, they will hold out, stubbornly digging in their heels. They do not see that this only results in doubling their grief by making them unhappy about being unhappy. How crazy is that you should go back and listen to that chunk again. You should listen to it 30 fucking times. because I've read this book probably over 15, 20 times now, and, and so I'll just pick at it, right? But how crazy is that I landed on that little excerpt today, um, one of my highlighted excerpts, while talking about this earlier in the day and now doing a podcast about it. It's just fucking freaking amazing, right? But um, he's truly right. This is exactly what I'm talking about here, okay? Most of us are so stubborn in our perspectives, in our mindsets, that we refuse to accept any other worldview or any other point of view or any other opinion or any other way of life. And because of this, we just dig our heels in, like he said, we dig our heels in deeper, okay? So it's like you continue this vortex of misery, you just hold on to it. You actually, you instead of trying to climb out, you just free fall down you just accept this destiny but it doesn't have to be this way but when you do that way it only results in doubling in your grief and making you unhappy about being unhappy like dog you don't have to do this right and it's not going to be perfect for example i still go through periods of self-loathing it's just natural it's a human experience but because i have so much experience in that realm now and i know what it feels like and i know how my personality changes when i start to enter that way and how my output changes in terms of my work productivity i can catch it earlier and start to double down on doing the work that needs to be done as opposed to just you know crying and whining about why things are going wrong okay um, but you're never going to be free from it but you have a choice to make Dig your heels in, don't change your mindset or your perspective and continue to suffer and be unhappy about being unhappy or accept your unhappiness and your suffering and work to figure out a way around the problem or continue progress in life. Like, what do you want to choose, right? Like, what are you going to choose? And I think more people should choose the hard work over the easy out of just saying the world is my problem, everybody's against me, my life sucks, so I'm going to give up. Like, what is the point of that? Like, you have to wake up every day anyways, like just 
Do what needs to be done. Do what you know is going to hopefully get you in a better spot. And if it doesn't, so be it. You try something else. But it's better than not doing anything at all. Okay? Um, so that's all I got for you guys today. Just a topic that I'm very passionate about. It's been on my mind a lot lately. Um, so that's it. Uh, again, if you guys haven't done so already, please leave a five-star review wherever you're listening to this. And then when you're done listening to this, share this episode with to friends. If you have any questions or you'd like some personal coaching, you can reach out to me at stronggenscoaching at gmail.com. Don't forget the motto here, gents. Get strong and stay strong. Until next time. Peace.